0: In just six years, the United States has gone from exporting close to zero liquefied natural gas. And as of the end of 2022, the United States is now the world's top exporter of liquefied natural gas tied with Qatar. This is a massive historic shift. And one of the main reasons for that is because Europe has become the top market for US LNG. LNG means liquefied natural gas. It's different from the natural gas that you would send, for instance, in a pipeline. Obviously, you can't send gas, natural gas in a pipeline across the ocean unless you have an extremely long pipeline. So liquefied natural gas is a way that you know ships from the United States can be filled with liquefied natural gas and then sent to other countries where they can be stored. The top market for US LNG had been for a few years Asia, but just in the past year, because of the proxy war in Ukraine, Europe has become the top market and the US has become the the world's top exporter of LNG. That means that US corporations and European corporations that are importing the LNG are making huge sums of money, record sums of money, profiting from the proxy war in Ukraine. And why is that of course? because Europe has boycotted significantly cheaper Russian gas pipeline, Russian pipeline gas. The US Energy Information Administration, the EIA, published data looking in a graph looking at the massive growth of US LNG exports, which again, were basically zero in 2016, and now are the largest in the world tied with Qatar. I mean, this graph is absolutely incredible. As always, I will have the links to all of the sources I discussed today in the description below. Now, one of the main reasons for this massive increase in US LNG exports is because Europe is boycotting significantly cheaper Russian energy. Specifically, Russia had built several pipelines to send natural gas to Europe. It had two Nord Stream pipelines connected with Germany and they were destroyed in a very strange sabotage incident that was closely linked to the US government and also Britain. And also there are pipelines that go through Turkey, now known as Turkey, and also Belarus and Poland. And then of course, there are the Russian gas pipelines that go through Ukraine into Europe. This is a significant factor in the proxy conflict between NATO and the US on one side and Russia on the other. The US has for many years been trying to cut off European economic integration with Russia and by extension with Asia, with China and and in general preventing the project of Eurasian integration and separating Eurasia, Asia from Europe, which is just one connected landmass, right? So, of course, European countries in response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine in February 2022, they announced a boycott of Russian energy. Which means that they're paying for significantly more expensive U.S. liquefied natural gas, LNG, that is sent across the ocean. And the estimates are that they're actually paying double compared to what European countries had paid previously for the cheap Russian pipeline gas. Now, in the span of just the past year, Europe has become the top market for U.S. LNG exports, and this is an, I'm going to read here from a report from S&P Global, which provides information about global the global commodity market. It's titled "Surging U.S. LNG Exports to Europe: heightened, heightened Focus on U.S. Inflationary Pressures." This is from November. It notes that the 2022 European energy crisis has put U.S. natural gas in high demand and in a position of acute geopolitical relevance. It adds. U.S. LNG exports have surged to meet the intense global demand with the lion's share headed to Europe following Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February. And the U.S.'s largest gas producer by volume is a a company called EQT. And they recently highlighted the role of U.S. LNG in helping to refill Europe's natural gas shortage ahead of the winter. And they emphasized that shifts in international gas flows are likely to persist. We're not just talking about a winter. We're talking about a fundamental shift in the global economy and in energy flows. Bloomberg provided more incredible details about this historic shift that we're seeing in an article that was published on January 2nd. It's titled US surges to top of LNG exporter ranks on breakneck growth. And it notes that U.S. tied are to export 81.2 million tons in 2022. Europe rushes to buy more LNG amid shift away from Russian gas. Bloomberg reports, and I, I should stress, Bloomberg is a financial media outlet owned by the right-wing billionaire oligarch, Michael Bloomberg. He, he's so modest that he named it after himself. So uh, just for people who, who don't follow the financial press. Bloomberg notes, The U.S. tied Qatar as the world's top exporter of liquefied natural gas in 2022. They said this is a milestone for the meteoric rise of the United States as a major supplier of the fuel. Both the U.S. and Qatar exported 81.2 million tons. And they note that this is a huge leap for the United States which only began exporting LNG from the lower 48 states in 2016, and has seemingly overnight become a dominant force in the industry. And they have an incredible graph here, which, I mean, I already showed the graph from the U.S. EIA, showing the graph of just U.S. LNG exports. But here is the graph of U.S. LNG exports compared to Qatar, which historically has been the world's largest exporter of liquefied natural gas, followed by Australia. But in just a few years, the U.S. is now tied with Qatar, and it's expected to soon surpass Qatar, potentially. Bloomberg notes that the global energy crisis and a shift away from Russian pipeline gas has increased demand for U.S. LNG. They don't mention, of course, that that Russian pipeline gas was significantly cheaper for Europe. And this is, a, this is a main factor in the global inflation crisis and it has led to skyrocketing energy prices inside Europe. So if you look at this, this data here, as recently as 2014, the US exported zero tons of liquefied natural gas. In 2015, it slightly increased to 0.3 million and then 2016 to 3.5 million. But between 2016, that has massively increased now to 81.2 million tons as of 2022. This is just an unprecedented increase. And Bloomberg notes that the U.S. would have been an even larger exporter than Qatar, if not for a fire at the Freeport export plant in Texas, which led to the plant being shut down. So clearly, U.S. fossil fuel corporations are making a ton of money from this massive increase in exports. And meanwhile, who have become the biggest customers? Europe. And Europe is paying significantly more for this U.S. LNG. This is a report in a website called LNG Prime, which is a a website focused on the LNG market. And they published a report in July, July titled, France and Spain remain biggest importers of U.S. LNG. They note France was the top destination for U.S. LNG exports for several months in a row. And it notes that Europe continues to receive most of the volumes produced at U.S. liquefaction terminals, according to a report by the U.S. Department of Energy. So France, as of mid-2022, France was the largest importer, followed by Spain, the Netherlands, then Japan and Italy. These five countries, again, that is France, Spain, Netherlands, Japan, and Italy, took nearly half of total US LNG exports, 46% as of May 2022. So this is a pretty monumental shift when you compare it to just a year before. This is another report at the S&P Global website with focusing on intelligence on commodities markets. And it's from September. It's titled "European Imports of U.S. LNG Make Up Lion's Share of Over $21 Billion in the First Half of 2022 Exports." I'm going to go through this report, but first, I'm going to show this graph here, which is, if you look at it, if you know how to read it in, in, in a certain way, it's actually a pretty remarkable graph. Now, at first glance, it doesn't seem like that big of a shift because this graph shows the. Uh, con- the regions of the world that receive US LNG exports the regions that import US LNG. And you can see that that Asia had been the largest market. And of course, Asia is the largest continent in the world, although again, it's really just Eurasia. But if, if we're looking at political distinctions of of continents, because the, the the number of actual continents is in dispute in some in actually in some education systems. They teach that there are six, seven, five. They'll say Eurasia, they'll say the Americas, they'll say Eurasia and Africa combined. Anyway, the point is that continents are not like a neatly divided geological construct. They're largely political, they're socially constructed. Anyway, the point is here that Asia is by far the largest region of the world. Europe's population is significantly smaller. So it makes sense that Asia for the past three years or until 2022, would have been the largest market for US LNG. However, if you zoom in on the graph and you just look at the data from the past two years, you can see the incredible impact of the proxy war in Ukraine on Europe's energy imports and therefore its economy and inflation. You can see that in the past year, Asia went from being the largest market for US LNG to being replaced by Europe. Europe now makes up the lion's share it is the largest market for U.S. LNG. And again, this is because Europe has economically been shooting itself in, its, in the foot by boycotting significantly cheaper Russian pipeline gas and buying significantly more expensive U.S. LNG. OK, now let's go back to this report in S&P Global, its market intelligence unit. Uh, Europe, European imports of US LNG make up lion's share of over 21 billion in uh, the first half of 2022 exports. Surging demand for US liquefied natural gas saw the total dollar value of cargoes exported during the first half of the year nearly double from the same period in 2021. Global imports of US LNG totaled more than 21.2 billion in the first six months of 2022, compared to... 10.8 billion in the first 6 months of 2021 again that is a nearly 100% increase it's nearly double this graph shows the total export of liquefied natural gas US liquefied natural gas and then the value and you can see that yes the total exports have increased but the value has significantly increased more why is that Because the price of LNG has skyrocketed, Europe is paying uh, significantly more than it was before. And again, this has led to a global inflation crisis. Now, now S&P Global notes that Europe leads imports. Many US LNG export cargoes departed for Europe in the first half of 2022 as the war in Ukraine prompted a scramble for LNG supplies. And they know that LNG market export experts have warned that shipments of LNG cannot quickly replace curtailed pipeline imports from Russia. And that the region's need for significant LNG volumes will remain strong. So Europe is becoming more and more dependent on much more expensive U.S. LNG in order to end its dependence on much cheaper Russian uh, pipeline gas. So, of course, the U.S. is benefiting from this and smiling all along because the Europe says, we we can't be dependent on Russia. What they're not saying is that they're becoming completely dependent on the US and causing an economic crisis in their own countries. At the same time, it's not a coincidence, S&P Global notes, European gas prices have remained higher than anywhere else in the world. So Europe is importing more and more US LNG and paying more and more. And as of August, 2022, the benchmark price in europe for energy was 320 euros of megawatts per, per megawatts per hour so at, at this time the euro was close to the us dollar they were almost at parity so that's that's about 320 around there us dollars more than 300 us dollars per megawatt per hour that is insanely expensive S&P Global also points out that France was the top destination for US LNG, followed by Spain and then by Britain. So Britain has become another major importer of US LNG. The largest import of US LNG outside of Europe is South Korea, the fifth largest overall. Now, if you don't believe me that Europe is paying the cost for this increase in US LNG exports, and the proxy war in Ukraine, or more specifically, not just Europe, the people of Europe, the working class people of Europe who have to pay insanely high energy bills. Here's a report from Reuters that was just published this December. It's titled, US LNG exports both a lifeline and a drain for Europe in 2023. It notes that record liquefied natural gas exports from the US, of course it's LNG, helped soften the blow to Europe from sharply lower Russian pipeline natural gas supplies in 2022, and US LNG will remain a vital energy source for Europe in 2023. So again, this is not just temporary. But Reuters points out the surging cost of US LNG, which have roughly doubled since late 2021. Again, the cost of US LNG in just roughly the past year has doubled. Now Reuters has a really good graph here that shows the the countries or regions that provide that, that are suppliers of natural gas for Europe. And you can see that in 2021, Russia was the largest supplier of natural gas to Europe, although Norway was a significant supplier. But Norway only can supply a certain amount. It's limited. It has a maximum cap. So you can see that what made up for the decline in Russian natural gas exports with the escalation of the proxy war in Ukraine and the European pledge to boycott Russian energy? Well, it was US LNG. The next to the bar graph, you see the lines, the line graph, and they show that as Russian gas supplies to Europe significantly decreased from around, from nearly 50%, from over 40%, to basically zero, close to zero. And and as of December, that was the deadline for the European boycott of Russian energy. At least they ended up putting a a cap, a a price cap. And you can see that while Russian supplies have plummeted basically to zero, US LNG supplies have increased from just over 10% to over 50%. That is to say now that over half of the natural gas supplied to Europe comes from U.S. LNG, which, once again, is significantly more expensive than the Russian pipeline gas. Reuters points out that U.S. LNG exporters boosted shipments to Europe by more than 137% in the first 11 months of 2022 compared to 2021, a 137% increase. They add that the United States looks set to remain Europe's top LNG seller in 2023 as U.S. LNG exporters have greater volumes of LNG available for spot market purchase than other major exporters like Qatar. What does that mean? It means that, again, countries like Qatar Norway, they have a limit to how much gas or oil they can export, right? Because they have to pump it. They have to produce it. They have to refine it. So, I mean, if they're refining it, sometimes they're not. But anyway, the point is they have a limit, right? So, A lot of countries like Qatar probably already have contracts with a series of customers, countries around the world, which means they can't really increase production that much, so they can't really export a lot of additional LNG to regions like Europe. But the US has much more LNG because the US has been massively increasing its production of LNG. It has much more available that it can just sell in the spot market. Spot market is where countries that don't have long term contracts, if they want to buy more oil or gas, they can go to the spot market. Although the spot market purchases tend to be more expensive than the long term contracts because oftentimes the long term contracts are set at a price which is below the current market value. and They benefit because they have stability. And then the exporters benefit because they have a guaranteed market, the guaranteed consumer of their gas or oil. Now, these graphs from Reuters also show the US LNG exports by destination. And you can see that this is similar to the graph I was showing before, how previously Asia had been the largest uh, market for US LNG. And very quickly, in just the span of a year, Europe has replaced Asia as the largest market for US LNG by far now. I mean, it's a massive shift. And Qatar, you can see its, its uh, LNG exports have been pretty consistent. And again, and Asia is the largest market, which makes sense because Asia, Asia has the largest population. And you can see that you know, there's not much variation here. And that's probably because a lot of countries just have contracts with Qatar and Australia is the third largest exporter of LNG and it's basically all to Asia with a small other few exceptions but it's basically all Asia now Reuters stresses here that the United States will remain the primary supplier of LNG to Europe for at least 2023 this will likely generate even greater revenue for US exporters after a record 2022 which totaled 35 billion Through September, compared to just 8.3 billion over the same period in 2021. So, an increase from 8.3 billion to 35 billion in just a year. These final graphs here from Reuters show the mix between the price of US LNG exports and then the amount of exports. And you can see that, unsurprisingly, I mentioned earlier looking at the EIA data that. It wasn't really until 2016 that the U.S. actually began to export liquefied natural gas and since then the amount has massively of U.S. LNG exports to Europe has massively, massively increased and the price used to be much higher but in 2016 the price had a massive drop but around 2021 with the escalation of tension between NATO and Russia and the U.S. and Europe's refusal to accept Russia's request for security guarantees. And also, of course, this is the most significant factor in this increase is because of people of the the planet coming out of the the COVID-19 pandemic and the lockdowns and the economy reactivating. You see a massive increase in uh, LNG exports uh, and the LNG prices, excuse me, the massive increase in LNG prices. And the other graph shows the export revenues that the U.S. has made from LNG. And you can see that that since 2021, it's more than doubled. So the US is making a lot of money from this. And there's another report in Politico that I'm going to look at here, which talks about how Europe is paying the costs of this increase in revenue that the US is making for LNG exports. This article in Politico is titled, Why Cheap US Gas Costs a Fortune in Europe. This is from November. It notes that U.S. liquefied natural gas loaded onto tankers in the U.S. in U.S. ports cost nearly four times more on the other side of the Atlantic. Again, I want to repeat this just for emphasis here. This is a very important detail that the U.S. LNG exports that are loaded onto tankers at U.S. ports, they cost nearly four times in Europe, four times the price. So that, that's an, one of the main reasons for... Europe paying significantly more. However, this article in Politico points out that it's actually not just US companies, including fossil fuel companies, including exporters, not they're not the only ones who are making record profits. It's also importers in Europe who are likewise making a killing while their their economic while their economies are suffering, while people in Europe are paying more and more for very expensive energy. Politico notes that This is a big markup for whoever is reselling those LNG cargos into Europe's wholesale market, profiting from fears that there may not be enough gas to last the winter. They point out that even right wing center right neoliberal leaders in Europe, like for instance, the banker turned president of France, Emmanuel Macron, even he's been complaining about this. He said he told a group of of industrial executives in France He told them, quote, this is, again, the president of France speaking, quote, in today's geopolitical context, among countries that support Ukraine, there are two categories being created in the gas market, those who are paying dearly and those who are selling at very high prices. He's, of course, talking about the U.S. He says that clearly, Macron added, the United States is a producer of cheap gas that they are selling us at a high price. I don't think that's friendly. So that's France criticizing its own so-called ally for making tons of money by selling expensive gas. Although political points out that, yes, the U.S. is making a lot of money, but also the largest European holder of long-term U.S. gas contracts is none other than the French company Total Energies. And what that means is that these European companies, these importers, are making a killing while they're Economy is suffering, so that means that importers that don't actually produce anything, these companies don't create real value. They, they just move uh, commodities around. They are making more and more money. Well, the actual industrial sector in Europe is being destroyed by these extremely high energy prices. I've done multiple reports on that. I will link in the description below to one of them, talking about how the U.S. is trying to attract European companies to for- to pressure them to leave Europe and move overseas to the United States. So the U.S. is helping to de-industrialize Europe, not only by encouraging you know, these companies to move across the ocean, but also with these extremely high energy prices. And Europe continues to shoot itself in the foot by rejecting cheap Russian energy and, and accelerating deindustrialization in Europe. Politico points out that companies like, for instance, this company Centrica, which is part of Shell-owned British Gas, they have said that, that the they just signed a 15-year deal with a US LNG exporter. And they said, quote, this is a really important profit stream from us, the CFO of Centrica told investors. So the US, these US corporations are profiting and European corporations are profiting at the expense of the long-term health of their economies. And now finally, I want to look at another report here. This is from 2018, but it shows... The huge increase in uh, the price of energy in Europe because of its reliance on US LNG as opposed to cheap Russian energy. Now, this is a report in Russian state media, TASS. But before people say this is just, you know, Kremlin propaganda or whatever, this report is based on statements that were made by an Austrian corporate executive from an Austrian oil corporation called OMV. The article is titled. Russian gas is 50% cheaper for Europe than US LNG. It quotes the chief executive officer, the CEO of Austria's oil company OMV. His name is Rainer Seel. And he said that that the difference is about 50% between US LNG and Russian gas. And previously, the Russian energy minister, Alexander Novak, had estimated that actually the difference was. 30 to 40%. So, I mean, actually the irony is that this Austrian corporate executive said an even higher figure than even the Russian government itself. So what that means is that Russian pipeline gas is, at least as of 2018, was twice cheaper for European consumers as compared to US LNG. And of course the price of US LNG and in general LNG has massively increased since 2018. So if you go back and look at the graph showing European imports of U.S. LNG. you can see that it didn't only increase in the past year with the escalation of the war in ukraine although there's been a significant increase in the past year but you can see that for years now europe has been trying to diversify the sources of its oil and gas and a lot of this is because of the proxy war in ukraine that did not begin with the russian invasion of ukraine in february 2022 it began in 2014 in february 2014 when the U.S. sponsored a violent coup d'etat that overthrew the Ukrainian government, setting off a civil war, and the U.S. and Europe were fueling that, that proxy war against Russia since 2014 and trying to find new ways to diversify their energy imports. But at the end of the day, Russian oil and gas was significantly cheaper than many other sources. And, you know, any country, any government, even if it's, you know, a A right-wing government, a a left-wing government, a centrist government, they are going to try to find the cheapest sources of energy for the most part. But because Europe is trying to wage economic war on Russia, it is shooting itself in the foot. And at the end of the day, who's winning? Who's benefiting? The United States, US corporations, and also European importers at the expense of the European economy. And they are fueling further the process of deindustrialization of Europe which is in the long term, it's not only doing short-term economic damage, but in the long term, it's going to be seriously damaging Europe's economy and its industrial base. So with that, I'm going to conclude this episode. I'm Ben Norton. As I said earlier, as always, the sources I mentioned in today in this video and podcast will be available in the description below. You can find everything there. You can fact check me. And if you want to support this, this, this work that I do, please consider going to Patreon. I, I rely only on small donors. I have no big donors, no institutional support. And I'll see you all next time. Thanks a lot.